Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thanks for taking the time with us. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high quality mobility for all. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good afternoon, Fred. We have a great and important guest for our audience from Qualcomm, but first, this message. For years now, companies big and small have been investing billions in building vehicles capable of driving themselves. The advancements have been great. The testing has been impressive. And now it's time to take the technology and all that has been learned and put it to use in places where it can do the most good. Providing mobility, life-changing mobility for those who have had limited options at best. Trenton Moves will provide safe, equitable, affordable, and sustainable high-quality mobility through the deployment of 100 autonomous vehicles throughout the state capital. It will be the first large-scale urban transit system in America to be based entirely on self-driving shuttles. A first in using the technology where it can do the most good. 70% of Trenton's households have limited access to a single car or no access at all. The state, the city, and the community, teachers, students, young and old, are all part of the Trenton Moves effort and planning. And it will be a model to build on for many others in New Jersey and beyond. Join us at the fifth annual Princeton Smart Driving Car Summit, June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, to learn more and be a part of the next step in providing mobility for all. Visit cartsmobility.com for more information and register today. We'll have more on the summit a bit later on. Right now, joining us from Qualcomm is Senior Director for Product Management and ADAS and Automated Driving Lead, Anshuman Saxena. Hi, Anshuman. Hey, Fred, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Anshuman, really nice to have you here. Good afternoon, Alain. Well, Thank to you. begin with, uh, let's get an overview of the work going on by you and your team at Qualcomm. Tell us more about the focus. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm working with uh, Qualcomm for uh, over seven years now. And uh, when I came in, uh, we, were, uh, we were starting our automotive journey uh, in the cockpit space. And uh, uh, since then, we have been focusing on how do we get uh, uh, work in the EDAS space started. So, so for the last seven to eight years, I would say almost a decade, we have been focusing a lot on how do we bring the technology uh, solutions that Qualcomm has uh, into the into the ADAS space. For example, right? I mean, we have been uh, doing a lot of work in the uh, artificial intelligence space. A uh, lot of work that has gone into the localization space, the robotics, uh, and the, and the drones, etc. We consolidated the team into what we call as a Qualcomm uh, ADAS and autonomous driving research team, and started this program uh, in back in 2015 timeframe where we brought in the sensors into the car, understanding the system, exactly how uh, uh, and what uh, it needs to drive a car, 
and then build on top of it that you know what will we need from a hardware compute platform from a uh, from a uh, things where we excel like the socs and the and the uh, and the technology areas and then over last two to three years we have been consolidating a lot of assets inside the company or acquisitions from outside uh, where we got in the acquisition of uh, arriver arriver was a software uh, house from uh, uh, vionier which was focused primarily on the uh, on the camera perception for the forward cameras and then the uh, dry policy systems we acquired that uh, and uh, uh, closed the transaction and now arriver is part of the qualcomm and in during this phase we have been working with many customers to understand to learn the system requirements and have been building a, a continuously step by step a portfolio of uh, hardware uh, soc solutions platform software middleware to the cv stack and now the driving policy solutions and the purchase of arriver gives you some new driver assistance technology yeah so so uh, uh, again arriver uh, actually comes as a a software group that has been uh, with the old autoliv which was converted into vionier and then had been working with uh, the likes of uh, uh, of zenuity as part of uh, the driving policy solution so arriver has a has a vast experience of uh, uh, over 15 to 16 years in in the space where they have been uh, delivering uh, the 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 safety solution the active safety solutions uh, into the auto industry now they are now in the fifth generation of what we call as a uh, arrival vision perception solution and what it means is that there is a big know how of what it takes to make a product that is really the difference between showing a demonstration versus putting a car on the road where you can trust what the car is seeing and can go into the into the decision making process that is the that is the value that arrival brings from a from a uh, from a learning and know how of the production uh, uh, and the commercialization uh, techniques of uh, adas systems alongside that now, arriver also brings uh, uh, a significant uh, value in the driving policy solution so for example uh, there have been public announcements of uh, uh, arriver solutions going into uh, multiple vehicles uh, uh, like uh, the the volvos and the polestar uh, brand of vehicles uh, the recent announcements on on uh, uh the the mercedes benz uh, l3 systems which are on the road in in germany uh, are also driven out of the arrival perception so yes there is a significant know how production experience uh, that uh, they have had on uh, the camera perception on the driving policy which now ties it all together to qualcomm's snapdragon ride platform so that you can get the best of all worlds you can get the the best of uh, uh, the the underlying ip and the technology solutions that we have we pack into a single soc a single hardware platform the integration of the whole system tied with the leading computer vision stack which will be a big uh, alternative to the black box solutions that exist today in the market and a full drive system which can scale from a n cap requirement a level 1 level uh, level 0 level 1 requirement all the way to a level 3 requirement with uh, uh, automated driving on the road so that's what arrival brings to qualcomm on as part of the snapdragon right solution i guess uh, i wasn't aware that uh, the qualcomm was uh, was really pushing into this field i i, I just 
recently became aware of all your efforts. And I, and I really think that it's, um, it's really fantastic that you're in there, uh, given <clears throat> Qualcomm's history and, and, um, and um, its, its influence in, in mobility and going back to, I, actually, I go back to all the way the beginning, the Omnitracks with you guys Absolutely. and so on. I mean, it's, it's kind of amazing and it's really wonderful to, to, to see you in here. Um, I have, you know, we, we sort of here take a couple of positions on, on, uh, on automated driving here, um, you know, for, we, we, we sort of have the, the, the ADAS portion, in other words, the, the, the kind of things that really improve uh, the, the, the comfort and convenience and safety of, of vehicles that we, that we all buy or we, many of us buy in, in, in showrooms. And then on the other end is the driverless business, the things in which, uh, you know, we're going to be chauffeured by, um, by Qualcomm chipset that goes out and, 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 and does it for us. <clears throat> and, and to me, I've always taken these things as, as really two, two different things. Uh, you know, one could evolve into the other, but they're, they're really fundamentally different businesses, at least in terms of the way we've looked at it. And, and, and if we could maybe spend a, a couple minutes uh, talking about maybe your philosophy or maybe maybe you can correct me in terms of my view on on a couple of things with respect to ADAS and as I look at you know the car car that I have that I happen to have that you know does a lot of nice things for me one one of the things that sort of has bothered me with with the way that that has evolved is that is that there's the, the, the separation between what's done for me to be able to give me comfort and convenience in driving versus what's being done for me on safety end. Mm -hmm. I have a, I think in my car, I think I have an automated collision avoidance system. Luckily, I've never executed it, (laughs) luckily, uh, because my my understanding from, I, I think I did read the manual once maybe, or maybe I was told, I doubt that I've read the manual. Uh, but um, uh, that 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 you know, at some point, 1.6 seconds before collision, because it sits there and monitors the time to collision. I think, or at least that's what I'm told it does. At mm-hmm. 1.6 seconds, then you know, like windows close, uh, roofs close, uh, bolsters come down to keep the engine from taking out my legs. Uh, uh, the the seatbelt tightens and and the damn thing just slams on the brakes and you know, to try to keep me from hitting something, okay? That's on the one hand. On the other hand, I have this nice, great, intelligent cruise control system that, you know, I use all the time, actually. I really do use it all the time, and it's fantastic. I, I don't think I've ever, I don't think it's ever failed on me, okay? It, it, it keeps me going at a constant speed. And, you know, if I start crawling up somebody, it just, it just behaves so darn well. Yeah. But it seems that those two systems are separate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being combined. Why, why aren't they combined? Why, why is it that I ever turn off my intelligent cruise control system? Really? Why right. should it be turned off? I mean, right. even if I if I hit the brake, it turns it off, which drives me nuts. I, it, that should turn off the acceleration function 
not turn the whole thing off and said, hey, Alan, you're on your own until you get 1.6 seconds to collision and then we'll take over again. Yeah. Doesn't put me in that, in that, what I'd like to call no man's land in there. Okay. Right. And, and, yeah. and it, it, do I have it? Do, do I have it wrong as the way these things work? Or how do, how do you see, how do you see these two systems? One is yeah. the one that, you know, is just like fantastic. And, and the other, I hope it's fantastic, but I've, I, you know, luckily, you know, I haven't yeah. been there yet. Yeah. Uh, talk to me here or, 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 or do I have it wrong? No, no. I think, uh, I think there are, your, 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 your comment and the question behind that is pretty loaded. So I'll try to kind of break it down into some pieces okay. and put, put yeah, some yeah. thoughts on if that. If we can, can discuss yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. So, so I think there are multiple things that go in here. I think the emergency braking system or the collision avoidance system that you talked about, right? It is driven as a safety critical requirement, right? right. And, and like we have belts, like we have airbags, like we have every other safety feature, uh, this has been improving. I mean, I've seen this and I'm sure you have seen this uh, industry grow like that, uh, that, you know, uh, it was more of a warning system in the past you know pay attention yeah. and take control of the brake versus now it has become a standard emergency feature and emergency braking feature and and as you would notice that you know there are regulatory bodies uh, like uh, uh, the new car assessment program the ncap uh, uh, from europe or, or china or uh, in asia uh, nitsa in, in us there are multiple regulations that are behind it and that's like the minimum mandatory thing that is becoming critical on pretty much every vehicle right now and 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 you know how they do it right I mean it will be either a radar or a front camera or a combination of both uh, to do a minimal system because it it it's it's a cost driven thing as well whenever there is a mandatory feature it's a cost that adds to the car it's it has to be done so they try to find out what is the the right mix of cost and safety and they put it there right I mean safety cannot be compromised now you took the example of uh, the intelligent adaptive cruise control right when you put the car in the in the adaptive cruise control mode and and uh, you are going to be following a car in front of you uh, speed up or slow down based on the car in front of you unlike the traditional cruise control where we just put it with a button and uh, the car will drive at that speed but you have to take control of the brake now the braking is also come into the uh, into the uh, automated control system now you can keep expanding that right? You can keep expanding that by saying, you know, now I have to do a lane change mode as well. Like, you know, if you are driving and the car is slow, why should I be on the same lane? Why can't I take a left lane and pass it and then come back to my lane and all? So you can keep expanding. These things are called the uh, operating design domains or the ODDs, and you can keep expanding. What it means is you need to have a better view of the surroundings, the environment model, as we call it. For that, you need a better sensor belt, you need to sense around the car, you need to have a better prediction of what the car in front of you might be doing. So you need, overall, what I'm trying to say is you need more sensing, more understanding of the environment, more compute, which comes at a cost. So again, the point becomes, can every vehicle afford it? Maybe, maybe not, not, not every vehicle is designed to have the cost on it. And hence, typically the traditional systems have been that, you know, safety critical systems, mandatory on every car has to be there. And then the adaptive cruise control systems, which by the way, are not completely independent. They take the input. So whenever this 
your adaptive cruise control system by mistake goes wrong, right? Or the car in front of you just puts, slams the brake immediately. Your emergency braking system is going to take over and say, you know, I'm going to slam the brake as well because I have only a one, one second to collision and, and take control. But this is state of, state of today. What we are seeing in 2025 timeframes, one, the safety requirements driven by Euro NCAP or, or any NCAP for that matter is expanding. And the systems are, uh, are becoming more kind of uh, available where you have a lot more sensors in the car. So emergency braking is becoming a critical component of the bigger system, which is going to be driving your adaptive cruise control. So emergency braking is part of it. Now, one very important thing, and this is where the, the production system versus a demonstration system makes a big difference, right? You cannot compromise on the minimum requirements of the emergency braking system that have been set up by the regulatory bodies. And that's where, again, somebody like a driver who has been doing this has to come in and provide a solution which may or may not be adaptive cruise control solution. It's all going to be in one system. It's all going to be well, well interconnected so that it seems one system for you. But there has to be a production know-how that has to go in to develop those systems. I don't know if I kind of gave... Yeah, yeah well... Uh, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and, and I, I see it, and that's a real advantage that you have. It just, it seems to me that just from the outside looking in, and it's, and I am very much on the outside looking in. I mean, you know, I'm here in some university bubble here in Princeton. I can't, you know, I can't see very well out of it. But, 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 you know, to to me, I think, I think, uh, you know, what I see is is maybe a, a real opportunity for Qualcomm because what you've done is to integrate these things. I agree with you. Absolutely, the safety is absolutely required. Yes. And it's great that we're now at a point where they're not just warning us. If the system thinks the brakes should go on, it, it puts the brakes on. Darn yeah, it, come on, exactly. cut it out. I mean, yeah. look, let's do that. Thank you. And they're, they're all becoming good enough. Whether or not the, the swerving and lane changing I, you know, I, I just, you know, I just think that's, I'm keep me, I'm happy to stay in my own lane and not, and not yeah. die, I yeah. guess, yeah. Is, is yeah. as far as I'm concerned. No, but, 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 but to but, me, the, to me, working backwards on that, you know, as I get from, you know, it being infinity to uh, time to collision to a 1.6 seconds time to collision is in a sense a continuum. You get yeah. there continuously. Yes, Depending exactly. on what's happening in front of us and what we're doing, it, it's continuous. And, and yeah. it just seems to me that the, that, that the two things should, should integrate themselves. And in fact, you know, the opportunity in the, in the design of how the intelligent cruise control system works, that in fact, you know, as long as you're four, five, six seconds of collision, you know, you know don't slow down very fast. But, but it seems like there's an opportunity to really shape this thing to a much better uh, um, uh, customer reaction. Me, Absolutely. My, my, as a driver, opportunity if you integrate these things and to, and to do it in a way so that, you know, the, the thing that is always that has bugged me that nobody could give me an answer to, maybe you can, that nobody's ever been able to, um, is, is why if I tap my brakes on my emergence, on my intelligent cruise system, uh, control system, it turns it off. And, and it's always driven me nuts. And I, and I suspect it is some SAE requirement that when it was dumb cruise control, 
Yeah. Okay. And 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 you tapped your brakes. You said, "Oh my goodness, I want to stop the acceleration function." Okay, which is what I had in dumb cruise control, mm-hmm. but that was the only function I had. So might as well yeah, turn off the acceleration function, turn the whole thing off. Right. There's only one thing to turn off, yeah. turn it off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we're controlling two things, the brake, as you point out, right. and the accelerator, right. okay, me touching my brake, I don't know. Am I, am I the only guy in the world that says, hey, I, I just don't want to go as fast. Right. I want to slow down. So turn off my acceleration function, but leave my braking function. If, if the intelligence that you're getting on your chipset with all your computation says, hey, Alan, you're really you're going too fast. You you should. Con- Why does the braking function get turned off? And 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 it's nobody's ever been able to give no, me I think, a straight I think, answer to that one. And maybe I don't know. Maybe I haven't been listening. I don't listen very well. Uh, Fred will tell you. So may, maybe it's my problem. Go ahead. I can, I can tell I, you that if Ann Schumann can can solve this for you, he'll love you forever. No, oh, no I <laughs> no, mean, I, you know, this I, is I, I mean, sure. nuts. this is this is simple to me. I mean, this isn't you know this this is this is you know this is in. Uh, 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 Control vehicle 101 or something like that. I don't know. Go ahead. Go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, Alan, you have talked to many. So I'll, I'll just attempt with my yeah. my side yeah. of the, the sure. response. Uh, not sure. We're sure just if, chatting here. Yeah, you know, yeah. But, yeah. So, so one thing that is there, right? I mean, typically uh, in the safety systems, and this is why you see uh, now big driver monitoring or, or the attentiveness of the driver sure. is becoming sure. important. Uh, I think the I think it's probably driven because of the uh, safety things. For example, you are in an intelligent adaptive cruise control. You are in the lane, following the car, speeding up. You have set up a speed limit that, you know, I'm going to be at 70. Of course, you can make it even more intelligent based on the maps that, you know, limit is 55. Alan cannot drive 70. Fantastic, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but but suddenly, uh, and the car is adapting itself based on the car in uh, in front of you, uh, but suddenly for example alan presses uh, pushes the brake right yeah which for the car means that something that the car has been doing is was not up to the mark and alan had to intervene right sure okay yeah. fair yeah. enough yeah there yeah. was some reason uh, yeah. and and you you try to brake it because slowing and and speeding up it can do by itself yeah. so now what it's trying to do is getting you in the loop again that alan yeah there was a reason probably because of which you press the brakes. Yeah, yeah. Are you feeling comfortable that you would put it back in the adaptive cruise control mode or not? Right. So you are now suddenly part of the system, which says, okay, maybe there was something, I saw something which made me yeah. push the brakes, but the road looks clean. I'm all okay. And I'm, I am yeah. taking the opportunity to put the car back into the adaptive cruise control. Once yeah. is the car taking, doing it by itself. And that's where it becomes, the the level two versus a level three kind of discussion and all that stuff, right? Am I the only guy that feel? I mean, it drives no, me. I think nuts. I, think I can't a, be. You know, it just surprises me that. Or do I have the behavior wrong? <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely, your your your, your feedback is very valid, and uh, there are uh, there are uh, systems which uh, you would start seeing them for sure uh, in uh, in the in the upcoming years where 
mean, it's 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 multiple factors, right? It's a factor of sensors, it's a factor of uh, of uh, of uh, the compute, and a factor of how the driver behavior is. But uh, going forward, uh, you will start seeing a lot more of this uh, automated controls uh, for the safety functions, like you're saying. Right? I mean, even if nothing is on, you would like to have the braking exactly in the same way instead of a jerk 1.6. Uh, seconds uh, reaction, I think right? so. I mean, maybe I'm Absolutely. the only maybe I'm the only consumer out there, and I know that that with respect to an OEM and so on, we've gone through a hundred years of selling cars to people in which in which a driver is the king. I mean, they are they are the know-it-all. They are they are the owner. They are they mm -hmm. know better than what you know. And it's been it's been a real real. Uh, I mean, it's taken monumental efforts to go in there and say, hey, no. Look, uh, you know, we now have uh, we, we, we have uh, analog brakes that, that say you don't really know how to push the brakes and, and I'll take over. And, and we have we have a stability control system that says, hey, Alan, you're going yeah. around this corner way too fast. We're taking over. Otherwise, you're yeah. going to lose your rear end. So, exactly. I mean, you know, you've made it some advances in here. And of course, the automated emergency braking system is another one. Yes. OK, you know, I'm just I'm just trying to encourage Please continue. Uh, yeah, I think I know what I'm doing, but I really don't. And 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 in, in fact, hey, maybe sometime I'm going to say, well, look, uh, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have tapped at the brakes. Take a look at how your yeah, code is yeah, structured. Yeah. No, absolutely, it's, if, a, it's if, a good input. If, you know, maybe you you already, and maybe I'm, I'm I just haven't caught up. So absolutely. so so there are multiple things that are happening in the industry yeah. uh, to exactly solve the problem you're talking about. Foremost focusing on safety how Absolutely. do you make sure that you know uh, the person behind the wheel everybody inside the car is safe safe right. in a in a very very uh, kind of comfortable way so that you don't feel the jerk but at the end of the day you cannot end up in an accident is really the 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 target the goal of uh, everything that is being done in the ADA space right Right, right, and that to me, that's that's the the real wonderful thing about all this code and all this uh, yeah. uh, sensors and so on is that is that we've gone from 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 uh, from uh, crash mitigation to crash avoidance. Exactly. It is, I mean, it is you know great. We have airbags, we have we have uh, uh, all this other stuff and crush zones and so on that keep us that keep us from dying on the crash and, and right. do the mitigation. Now we have the opportunity and really need to focus on crash avoidance so that yes. there is no crash. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, that, that, that's the real, that's, that's the real benefit of this technology. And, and if it sort of every once in a while makes it seem as if maybe the, you know, the car is not quite reacting the way we would have liked yeah. um, the fact that we're able to continue on and, and say that afterwards without having to go through a crash is, is to me value in a, a you know, fundamental value. Right. And I think sure. that is, that, that is really the, the way we at Qualcomm are looking at this uh, primarily, right? I mean, because how do we improve the the safety features? And I'll just take one one minute yeah, or so sure. for showing one example. Uh, for example, right? I mean, uh, the the better judgment is when you can kind of see 500 meters out, right? Sure. What it means is that you have to increase the resolution of the cameras. You have to have multi cameras, more radar sensors, which basically means a better processing, more AI capabilities, more data annotation, everything, and then. You would you would still probably come across where you have 
curves and turns around the uh, around the roads where you cannot even if you had a great camera it's a line of sight sensor you cannot really see so there the technology of communication comes in so at qualcomm what we are doing is all the developments all the technology solutions that we have been working on whether it is to do with ai whether it is to do with uh, high performance compute whether it is to do with 5g connectivity or cellular v2x or even the services like the maps etc that we can kind of uh, associate it to all this is coming together yeah in solving the problem in a much more systematic way versus doing one problem at a time kind of a thing which is pretty much what you were asking that you know emergency braking to intelligent cruise control should all be tied together into one system solving it in a holistic fashion and that's exactly what we are doing at Qualcomm yeah which is, which is really great does your expertise long time expertise in in the communications field the, the, like the phone that Alan held up a, a few minutes mm-hmm. ago does that give you a leg up over competitors in this space in any way it 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 does it does and uh, if you have been following us a little bit uh, in uh, we we talk a lot about what we call as a qualcomm one technology roadmap right and it is not just communication it is everything that goes into building a phone phone is a very 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 complex system now complex system because of the constraints on the power consumption constraints on packing up lot more compute into a very very uh, small form factor but the car problem is different car problem is to try to solve this uh, uh, complex sensing complex environment modeling and and complex communication uh, uh, requirements anytime everywhere in a very very safe fashion so what we at qualcomm have been doing is that you know every every block take for example uh, artificial intelligence process we invest in the technology differentiation in the technology uh, development for artificial intelligence but with automotive being a primary driving factor because the requirements of ai on a automotive or a data center is very different from what is there in the mobile the technology roadmap is driven from the different application domains but it's one implementation that is benefiting mobile business iot business automotive business or a data center business same with communications for example our know how in the communication space Uh, uh from 4g to 5g has helped us to develop this technology called cellular v2x right and it has been heavily deployed in many many uh, regions in the world and and is uh, also kind of getting accepted in uh, in um, uh, in many other regions right in china it is uh, getting a, a significant deployment and the idea is that you are able to bring the communication technology to do a vehicle to vehicle or vehicle to infrastructure communication and get me a non line of sight sensing into the car so yes at qualcomm we see all these these areas where we have uh, our our leadership in uh, best power performance uh, thermal solutions best computing solutions the assets that we have developed over over years on the mobile space for uh, tools and sdks are all part of our development philosophy for automotive We'll be back, but this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, look for a white paper called The Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. Lots of great information there that can help you make informed decisions about investing. ETFs, you may know, can be a good way to spread risk with investments. maybe focus on a particular category of stocks 
That website again is MOTOETF.com. We're back with more of Smart Driving Cars and our guest, Anshuman Saxena from Qualcomm. Anshuman, in the overall picture at Qualcomm, I know this may not be your place to say, and you might be biased. How big is the automotive business opportunity here? Interesting question, right? So, so uh, again, uh, I think uh, it is very, very uh, important for Qualcomm, uh, and it's coming from uh, the overall uh, Qualcomm leadership that you know diversification is key for Qualcomm's growth in the future. We have a very strong mobile business, and it continues to be our, our strength. But at the same time, we have been diversifying into multiple other businesses, uh, including IoT, uh, automotive, uh, etc. Uh, and and as of uh, the last uh, uh, financial results that we had uh, quoted, the sixteen billion dollar pipeline for automotive. So that kind of tells that you know automotive is a very very critical part of uh, Qualcomm's uh, uh, overall diversification strategy and. Uh, uh, the future-looking growth uh, vectors uh, in the in the coming in, in as part of this decade and the upcoming years. Well, you know, you guys are all about mobile. There are two ways that we're mobile: we walk and we drive a car. I mean, when you look at it, you look at the, the way we get around. You know, that's that's the way it is. Yeah. And and I think you know you are you are fundamental to it. You know, whether we're going to get to to V to V and so on, some things that we were talking about before. Who knows? I mean, you know that that is an enormously challenging pro problem. There, there are some things that you that you do have when you're mobile. You know, some of the things, some of the I, what's been low hanging fruit forever. You basically have each car that's going down the road having a knowing what the coefficient of friction is on the road at every location and every lane. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just maintaining that so that you find a way to deliver that to my vehicle up ahead, up ahead in, in somewhat real time, just do that. I mean, that, you know, that the whole stability control business changes, certainly in, 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 inclement conditions when when yeah. one is dealing with with inclement weather and not that we should all be going so much faster than what we're going maybe all these systems go in and keep us from going that that fast and keep us from getting into trouble i mean we're, we're our our own worst enemies when we drive we're the we're the ones that sort of get a little bit ahead of ourselves and and we need a lot of help from you and and and, and from the technology and the sort of hey cool it a little bit my goodness you know you'll get there and, and you'll get there otherwise you won't so i mean yeah. you know so i mean the, the, to me that there, there's just such an enormous opportunity for qualcomm in this space and we're I'm, I'm glad to find that you're you're really out there you know you know doing it and doing it um, heartily um so congratulations thank you thank you alan thank you very much a couple of other headlines that we want to get to. Uh, the University of California, Irvine, is out with a research report saying autonomous vehicles can be tricked into dangerous driving behavior. They, they're talking about bike or, or traffic cones or a box in the, in the lane can cause driverless vehicles to come to a dangerous stop in the middle of the road. And Alan, you took a look at this and thought to yourself... I don't know. I mean, uh, don't don't researchers have better things to do? My goodness. I mean, what are they trying to put magicians out of business? Magicians have been fooling me, you know, for how long? I mean, sure, you can go out there and do this stuff. Come on. That's, you know, this is this is 
this is clickbait. You have to have better things to do than that. This is serious business. Okay. I mean, if we want to go, you know, mess around with the, with a traffic system, I can, you know, I can send my dog out there in front of a car and jack it up and steal its wheels, you know, I mean, whatever. From Wired, a look at an incident in San Francisco where a fire department truck responding to a fire was blocked by a cruise autonomous vehicle when it tried to pass a garbage truck by moving into an opposing lane. The cruise vehicle without anyone inside coming the other way, of course, did not move out of the way. And some people are wondering, you know, a human would have gotten out of the way. So well, I'm, I'm so glad that people in San Francisco, again, that this is the news that they want to put on there. Given the other news that's been in the news, it's nice to hear about that, too, because the other news is really ugly. So, yes, good. But come on. I mean, you know, whatever. The Smart Driving Car Summit coming up. Look my, this week, Alan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're, uh, we're, 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 it's we looking pretty do, great. Uh, what's, uh, what's the update on the agenda here? It, it I don't gets know. better we're, every day. Uh, looks like it's going to happen. I I know. Sorry, folks. We had said it was, uh, I, I sound like Elon, I guess. Oh, we were going to have it in November. <laughs> we didn't have November. Then we were going to have it in May. We didn't have it in May. We are going to have it in June, though. It is coming this, this week. Uh, I mean, uh, either it does or it doesn't. Uh, things look really great. I think that um, I think, uh, as we've done with the other summits, this is all about us discussing what to do. It's not about, uh, you know, we are still at the very beginning of all this, absolutely the very beginning of what we've yet to generate any societal value out of the driverless stuff. At least we're generating some societal value out of the ADAS, but, but you know, on, you know, on the driverless side, you know, we haven't even started and how much has been invested. So here we're going to discuss how we re do it for real, uh, do it for uh, not testing, but actual deployment, deliver value to individuals and improve their quality of life from it and, and deliver some real societal value out of this technology. Exciting stuff. And there's more information about it at Carts Mobility. Dot com. You can look at the full agenda, and if you can make it, we'd love you to see you there. You can register. <laughs> yeah, come on. You know, we're 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 just going to get in there and discuss. I guess we have we have essentially as good a people from around the world coming, certainly that, that I know, and and um, and they all want to be here at Princeton, and we're going to see how we take it forward. Terrific. On Schumann, we want to thank you for spending time with us today. Really valuable information and congratulations on all the innovation that you and your team are achieving. Thank you. Thank you very much and have a great show. Yeah, and, and thank you for coming on. Thank you for discussing with us again. Uh, this is what we like to do. We like to discuss. I, I mean, you know, it'd be nice to... I wish I knew what to do. I, I don't. Uh, and and uh, and it's... Look, this, these are all great technologies for very good things to improve our quality of life and and let's do it absolutely thank you to our sponsor the smart etfs smart transportation and technology etf the ticker symbol for the etf is moto and more info is available at motoetf.com technical support is provided by carts the corporation for automated road transportation safety a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high quality mobility for all. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, 
Apple, Google, Spreaker, wherever you turn to for podcasts. Your smart speakers can play us too. You can find my tech reports at textonation.com. I'm Fred Fishkin along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching. Please stay safe. And thank you very much. Thank you.